Welcome to Let's Talk Color. I'm Amy Wolf, Principal Designer at Amy Wolf Color and Design. And I'm Amy Crane, Founding Designer at Amy Crane Color. We're both professional color experts who specialize in architectural color. We met while training, and years later, the conversation is still going strong. We both live our lives immersed in color and design. We often agree, but sometimes we don't, because color is personal. Color truths, however, are universal. In each episode, we'll unravel the mystery of choosing color for your home or business, both inside and out. Welcome back to Let's Talk Paint Color. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that was requested by one of our listeners, and that topic is basements. You know, my first question is, what are you doing? Is it a TV room? Are you doing laundry? You know, is there an office down there? So really, when I think about doing basements, the first thing I think about um, is function. What's going on and how can we support whatever functional thing is happening in that basement with the use of good color choices. The, the next thing to consider, of course, is lighting. Lighting is huge. Recently, we did a basement project where the clients were using the basement as a TV room and a playroom and a little bit of an office area. And um, when the client called and said they were looking for paint colors, she also told us that they'd be getting new lighting. And so, of course, you know, what I said was get the lighting first and then we'll come out and pick the colors for you because, you know, color is reflected light. And if the light's going to change, there's no point in selecting paint colors uh, with bad lighting because then you get the new lighting put in and everything's going to be different. So, so yeah, lighting, lighting is a biggie. Um, I think, I don't know. What do you think, Amy? Every room needs more lighting, but especially basements, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, a very fundamental place to start, perhaps, is the kind of basement that you have. Some of us have houses where the basement is a finished basement, and others, their basement is unfinished or partially unfinished. And you can, there's sort of generally two different kinds of basement, your sort of basic below grade basement, which may or may not have little tiny windows up high to give you a little bit of natural light or none. And then there's the other kind of basement called a walkout basement. A walkout basement is where the house is built into the side of the earth. Either naturally there's a berm there or you build it up. So that three sides of the basement have no window because they're below grade or ground level. And the other side, you can walk in and out, hence the name walkout basement. Usually people have slider doors there. And that's going to give you sort of a different choice of natural light, you know, a different option for natural light. Either way, though, it's a space that does not have a lot of windows. And so I agree with you, Amy, lighting is so important. And you can't figure out what kind of lighting you want or need until you figure out the layout. And then the layout comes, as you said, from the function. So um, is it a workout space? Is it that plus laundry? Is it an office? Is it a watch TV kind of place? And we can choose color to support and enhance whatever function it is you come up with, but you've got to, it's really a basic. And the basic is, what am I doing? How am I lighting it? 
And often you've got an unfinished floor. For more newer houses or the past 75 years, let's say, or longer, a lot of people have poured concrete basements. And, and that means you have a concrete floor, which is cold amongst other things. So after you decide on your function and your lighting, a good thing to decide is what kind of floor makes sense. And there are lots of different considerations. Um, Everything from the look, obviously, to furthering your function. Are you doing something that you really don't want to be slipping while you're doing it? Do you want it all warm and cozy? And um, all of these questions and answers will dictate what the best route is for your floor. What are, what are some of the kind of floors that you think uh, make sense or nice options for different people's basement in your mind, Amy? I think um, one has to consider moisture. And I know I have a lot of clients who say, oh, you know, the guys at the flooring store really think I should put in tile or, you know, something that's more moisture resistant than carpet. Um, I have a poured concrete floor in my basement. Part of the basement's unfinished. The rest of the basement has carpet in it. And it's doing okay. It's holding up fine. Um, but, you know, if we had any water issues at all, it would be kind of a nightmare. And I know there are definitely other houses in this neighborhood who that, you know, where they have had water issues. So if that's any um, even remote risk, I think it makes a lot of sense to do something waterproof on the floor, at least water resistant, and then throw an area rug down for that warm coziness. Uh, maybe it's an area rug for a TV space. Maybe it's some um, rubber matting for a workout space. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just plain tile floor if it becomes an arts and crafts or a laundry space. Yeah. So, and, you know, you can have some fun. Um, you know, I'm a fan of that vinyl composition tile. You know, the stuff that's, it's very commercial, very kind of, um, you know, super functional, but it also comes in great colors and you can have some fun with it. So. Right. Um, the, those are often up on a like a raised platform, and the tiles click in off the floor itself, up up a little bit. I'm well, there's there's a floating floor. You know, uh, are you thinking floating floor? Yeah, floating floor. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of thinking of a floating floor where you can put the luxury um, tiles. One thing I really like uh, is when you put an epoxy paint down on a basement floor. I, they can be such wonderful, fun colors, and they also can be kind of glossy without being slippery, which is a really great combination. But obviously, ventilation is a really big deal when it comes to putting down any kind of um, oil-based paint or anything that isn't latex. So you do have to deal with the fact that it's kind of a messy process to uh, put epoxy down on your floor. Yeah, you know my floor paint story, right, from when I built this house? <laughs> I don't think so. So when I built this house, first of all, I'll say this is a LEED certified house. Uh, I live in a LEED certified house in the first LEED certified neighborhood in the state of Massachusetts. And so it's kind of like buying an organic, you know, box of strawberries. Everything costs a little more. <laughs> And it's, it's very, you know, green and good for the environment. And for my office and my husband's art studio, we left plain unfinished floors in place. And I decided to come in one weekend before we moved in and paint the floors with floor paint, with, you know, like, you know, floor and porch paint. Mm-hmm. 
And the smell was, I mean, I have no words. <laughs> it was so bad. And I, I thought, here I have this LEED certified clean and green house, and I've just basically ruined it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You voided your warranty, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> totally. And, you know, it was October already, and it really too cold to leave all the windows open, but I had to crack the windows for, I don't know, like a month. So Amy's mm. right about ventilation. If you're going to be doing epoxy or floor paint, you know, there are, that was 15 years ago. And, and I do know that there are floor paints now that are supposedly low odor, less obnoxious, less toxic. So I think there are probably options out there that one could use, um, either floor paint or epoxy, um, you know, to to kind of create a durable surface in a in a basement, but I like that the epoxy you're talking about. Does that have the, like the speckles in it? No, no. I'm thinking about a solid, solid epoxy floor. I mean, I used to when I wore my earlier hat in life as a producer. We used to shoot in lofts and um, shooting lofts uh, and spaces that started their life off as industrial buildings and then were kind of revamped to be spaces to shoot in because they had, you know, beautiful natural light and big open unobstructed square footage. And um, some of them kind of had concrete floors that, um, you know, occasionally they were painted in a white epoxy, something like that. So just, just a solid, you know, I, I think because a basement is almost always lacking any, architectural adornment or interest that many other parts of your house will have, it's kind of a bigger challenge to make it great looking and fun and interesting. And, you know, the, the job is really to create a whole new environment there, create a world from almost nothing, from possibly concrete walls and a concrete floor. And it makes it a challenge, but it's definitely, um, it's definitely very doable. Um, you know, as we said before, starting by delineating what areas are going to function as what, and then using furnishings and, uh, and paint color big time to uh, create the vibe you want and create the atmosphere that you that you want. I think because it's, I also think that because it's away from the main part of the house, you know, that there's visual separation, you can kind of have a little fun in a basement, you know, especially if you're doing something like laundry, something that feels a little drudgy. Um, you know, why not put a happy color down there? I, I had a laundry room in, in oh, two houses ago that was blue and orange, <laughs> my favorite combo. Um, Go Mets. Yeah, okay. Well, not that quite that blue and orange, but I think it was um, Faro and Ball, Orangerie and Parma Gray. Um, mm -hmm. and so, you know, that's happy. Whatever makes you happy, you can do that in a basement. Why, why don't we talk a little bit about colors that might be good for certain functions and areas? We sort of, we sort of, we have touched on it when we've talked about bedrooms and home offices and things like that. But, you know, color is so proficient at creating an ambiance. Um, let's talk a little bit about the kinds of colors you might want to use based on the function of the space. Like if it's all about being a cozy den or a, an area where you're, you're going to do viewing media, that kind of thing, then certainly dark colors could um, 
you know, without being dour, you can choose some dark colors that really create a nice, warm, moody area for watching TV, you know, embracing the fact that there isn't natural light there, like, you know, some beautiful browns or or navy blue or, you know, charcoal gray if you want, right? Well, you know, the inside of a movie theater is always going to be black. And the reason for that is that the light coming off the screen won't reflect off light-colored walls. So in the same way for a home theater or just a little cozy TV corner in your basement or any room for that matter, having a dark color to absorb that reflected light and not having it bounce in the room can be really helpful. Uh, It certainly, you know, creates that home theater vibe in a nice way. I don't know that I do black. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not a black wall fan, but you know, really dark navy, like you said, a a brown, I think of really dark purple, like an aubergine would be um, pretty wild and fun. And it's a basement. So why not? (laughs) You know? Yeah, totally. In the, in the gym. I think that's another really important room to talk about. Um, I really think um, home gyms, any gym, I always am leaning into cool colors. You know, well, I was going to ask you, are you from the energize me school of, of colors in a gym or the cool me down and make time go faster school, right? Because one could be warm and one could be... I, right. So I'm going to say... Both, yes. I'm going to say energize and cool. And that would be with um, turquoise, aquas, colors like that, that are, I think, uplifting and energizing, and yet at the same time, cooling. I I had a client a couple of years ago um, call me on the way home from the gym. She, she was not in a home gym, but a gym in town. And they had repainted all the walls deep red because that was their brand color. Oh, and she said, Amy, I can't even be in the building. I had to leave. <laughs> That's so, so stupid. It's crazy, right? I mean, I don't, I could see like a, like a cool yellow being like a warm, a warm energizing color, but that's fresh. I would never call yellow cooling, but if it was an icy yellow, maybe, but man, Maybe you have different colors in there and, you know, you do some real... Yeah, combination. Yeah, you do some great color blocking and maybe you could you could put like a, a an orange, even a bright orange if it's just one section, kind of energizing and then have your turquoise or your yellowy green in another area, um, you know, kind of mix it up. Right. Or maybe artwork on the wall is the way to do it. You know, put the warmer, energizing, you know, orangey, yellowy type colors on the wall and then have really cool, fresh artwork Hmm. that kind of balances it and gives you, you know, your eye. You know how we talk about white space and resting space for the eye? Mm -hmm. I would imagine that resting space concept could apply to color, to temperatures as well, you know, to like warmth and cool coolness so but yeah dark red no please under no circumstances would i ever approve that even if it's on brand (laughs) oh man yeah that's crazy i mean just it's so um uh polarizing and uh you know the associations with aggression i mean 
even if it's energizing, I, I agree. It's just absolutely the wrong color. I can't imagine any scenario where red walls would work. Um, yeah. You know, even if it's not, even if it's not a gym in your basement. I mean, I, I basically don't think I'd put red in a basement. I mean, I don't know, maybe some deep garnet kind of color for just one little section. You know, maybe, but mm, yeah. it's a very powerful color red. Yeah. I really think it should be used in um, in moderation. I always also feel like the colors, colors in a basement, to me, I want them to evoke the outdoors, the natural world, sunlight, blue skies, fresh air. You know, I'm almost always looking for something that brings a sense of lightness and brightness into a basement. You know, um, there was that office that I did during the pandemic um, in the basement, no windows, completely landlocked. And we did sky blue colors on the walls and the ceiling and, you know, beachy artwork and, you know, wallpaper that looked kind of like the ocean in a very gentle, soft way. It was kind of a shibori look and um transporting it sounds exactly exactly i want to bring oh i hate that term bring the outdoors in <laughs> i don't hate it overused i exactly yeah it's like it means it it has value in its meaning but it's become sort of watered down <laughs> i just it's like oh my god can i hear that one more time i don't know <laughs> so i guess it goes without saying that we always want to bring the outdoors in. I did. Um, I I had some clients. We did a, we did their interiors and their exterior, and then their basement separately. Um, it was a virtual project a few years ago, and it was completely unfinished. And the husband was really handy. He was doing the work himself, and so. I did something that I absolutely would not do in any other part of the house. So, the walls, were. We made the walls a semi-gloss white, and he put an epoxy white on the floor, and then he painted huge, like I designed this whole layout for color blocking, and we had these just giant swaths of colors in all different shapes all over the walls, um, blues and greens and blue-greens, and they were all these crazy shapes, and... Um, and then he, I don't know if he painted them or he bought these decals, but um, he had some boys and they were very sporty. So in the end, they sent me pictures of these giant like soccer players on the wall and on the white spaces of the wall in between the colors we had done. There were like people kicking footballs and stuff. And then it was a, it was a game room. So, you know, the dad did some hobby type stuff down there and the kids, there were, you know, pinball and and maybe pool and um um table tennis and all kinds of stuff down there so it was kind of a game space it was a game room and it was that sounds wonderful it was very bright um so yeah very bright you know uh the white the white shiny floor you know i, I hope they're not going blind right now <laughs> it, it sounds like a wonderful wonderful space for teenagers i mean and you know, as a parent of a former teenager, I think the thing you want most, well, I don't know, maybe not. What I wanted as a mom was I wanted all the kids at my house <laughs> because that way I could kind of keep an eye on them. And also I just thought they were fun. So, 
But I would love to have a basement like that if I had teenage teenagers, teenage boys. Can imagine just a basement full of boys? God, can you imagine the snacks? Let's talk about, for a second, um, full-spectrum paints, because that's one of the things that, that full-spectrum paints are one of the things I also like to use in basements. In addition to thinking about color, um, for those of you who are not familiar with full-spectrum paints, they are colors that are mixed without using black. And as we remember from middle school science, uh, black absorbs light. And so most paint recipes are made with a couple of colors and then some black thrown in to tone it. And so full spectrum paints are made by using colors from the opposite side of the color wheel in order to get that toning. Um, so, you know, it, theoretically, if you're absorbing light by using paint with black in it, then you're, you're kind of stealing some of the light quality from the room. And so I often like to use full spectrum paints um, in a basement. It could be Ellen Kennan full spectrum paints. Uh, Benjamin Moore has a line of full spectrum paints. C2 paint, one of my faves. They also um, are full spectrum colors. Donald Kaufman, of course, who sort of pioneered that full spectrum in the modern era. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's just another little trick. You know, every little thing helps. And I think, again, going back to where we started in this this episode to talk about, you know, lighting and making sure you have a good lighting plan. You know, so many of us uh, for a basement just have ceiling lighting. You know, my, my ceiling is a drop ceiling and all I can have, you know, in the ceiling are those troffer lights, you know, where they, they fill in the, the spaces in between, you know, the ceiling panels. They take the place of a ceiling panel. There's probably no worse light source than that. <laughs> so I think it really, it's really helpful to think seriously about a lighting plan in the basement, you know, have some table lamps if you can figure that out. You know, just lots of different sources hitting lots of different, you know, latitudes. So that, that's, a that's, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but uh, uh, when you are considering buying your bulbs, no matter what the fixture is, keep in mind that bulbs have color temperatures. They're measured in Kelvin and the lower color temperature bulbs uh, with numbers like 2,700 or 3,000 um, are considered warm bulbs. And you're going to get light itself that's uh, anywhere from orangey yellow to yellow, very warm that harkens back to the color bulbs that we remember when we all used incandescent lights. And then as you go up through um, higher and higher Kelvin, going all the way up to five and 6,000, um, you get what's called daylight bulbs, and they're very blue. Uh, and they're, they can be very good for task lighting in very specific places in a house. But generally, for most of your living spaces in a house, you, you really don't want daylight bulbs because it's got a real um, institutional feel to it. But, you know, in a large space, you might want to uh, mix you might want to mix your color temperatures, again, based on what you're doing there. And uh, will that yellowy skew uh, affect in some negative way what you're doing? I mean, maybe you're doing some craft downstairs and seeing the color of what you're doing is extremely important. I mean, whether it's painting or needlework or whatever it is, you know, so maybe you want a slightly higher color temperature there so that the colors aren't skewing 
more yellow. And um, so that so it's not just about where your fixtures are and the kind of fixtures they are, but also the warmth or coolness of the bulbs that you're putting in those fixtures. For me, my um, my sweet spot is always three thousand K for living. Me too. You know, it, yeah, it too. just feels natural, not too golden glowy, but also not harsh. Sometimes I might go to thirty five hundred K. They're harder to find, actually. Three thousand K. Oh yeah, three thousand K is easy to find. Um, but yeah, I know when when you know LED bulbs first came out. I kind of got um, suckered into that daylight label because you look at something and it says daylight and you think, well, what could be wrong with that? But, you know, the truth is we don't want to be living in what feels like an operating room. But I agree with you for specific task, uh, task lighting, I think, you know, a higher Kelvin. And it's weird. It's backwards. The higher the number, the cooler the light. So again, I mean, going back to where we started, uh, as color is reflected light, if your bulbs are um, more yellow or more blue, it's going to really affect how those paint colors look on your wall. So like Amy said, start off by um, nailing down your lights and even putting the bulbs you're going to use in those fixtures and then going on to choosing your colors <clears throat> not just for the paint, but for everything, for your carpet, for your sofa, whatever's going on down there. I mean, it affects everything. Yeah, light always comes first. Function first, lighting next, then colors. <laughs> right, exactly. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us again uh, for Let's Talk Paint Color. And uh, you can find us at letstalkpaintcolor.com if you have any questions or any requests for a topic that you'd like us to cover, please let us know. Thanks a lot. See you next time.